Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. The first, you know, few days after the diagnosis, I've let myself, you know, feel sorry for myself and and be upset. And then I said, you know what? I have to take this into my own hands and figure out what's going to be the best protocol, what's going to allow me to move forward in my life. I'm not going to let this, you know, stand in my way. And I just started to figure out how to navigate everything to move forward because I realized I had a choice. I could shut down and, you know, just let this take over my life or I could figure out how to move forward. So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Zung, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. I'm super excited to welcome Stephanie Carton with me here today, who is the founder of Entreprenista, easy for me to say. Um, Yes, she walked away from her corporate career in 2012 to follow her passion and launch Socialfly, which is a leading social first digital and influencer marketing agency based in New York City. And within nine years, Social Fly has blossomed to over 30 full-time employees and has been named to Inc. 5,000's fastest growing private companies two years in a row. I mean, so impressive. She's definitely negotiating her best life. Um, And she has incredible brands like Girl Scouts and WeTV and Conair and Nest Fragrances and 20th Century Fox and Univision and all kinds of amazing things. And uh, I mean, we're going to go into a lot of that. Um, she has shared her knowledge and expertise on Bloomberg and Forbes and Entrepreneur and all kinds of uh, every place that you can uh, um, name or think of. And um, she's going to be talking today about how to fail forward and how your setbacks can actually fuel success. I'm super excited to welcome you. Thank you, Stephanie, for being here with me today. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to have this conversation. Yeah, so I love, love, love talking to incredible, kick-ass, powerful women like you. I love being in your space and in your energy because, you know, you know, you've been through it. You've done a lot of things, but you've also, you've had to navigate a lot of flying debris coming your way, haven't you? Oh, you bet. We, I have had many challenges, especially health challenges along the way of running our multiple businesses and have just learned over the years how to keep moving forward regardless of all of the debris, as you called it, which I never thought of it that way. I used to call it just bumps in the road, but debris works too. (laughs) I I always like thinking of it as like, it's flying at you and you're like, you know, like (laughs) get out. (laughs) 
Oh, like almost like a video game, like, ah, you know. Um, so um, tell us, can you share some of um, some of the challenges that you've had to deal with? Absolutely. So, I mean, I'll take you back to when Courtney and I first started our social media agency, Social Fly. Right around the same time, I was actually diagnosed with MS, which is multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. And it was a complete shock. I actually had no idea what MS was when I was diagnosed. I didn't know anyone who had it. And it was extremely scary going through that diagnosis. But I quickly learned about the power of connection and community. And I reached out to my network and through social media and met other women my age who are diagnosed as well and found the right doctors and um, joined a, a Facebook group, which is going to become a reoccurring theme of my uh, <laughs> all of the challenges that I've gone through and just realized, you know, no matter what we go through, we're not alone. So many people have similar challenges. You just have to find that your tribe and your community to connect with and and learn from them. Yeah, and I'm sure like just even leading up to the diagnosis like you were probably, you know, having pain or there was yeah. something that you were dealing with, right? Oh, I yes. mean, what were, what were some of your symptoms? So, I the initial symptom and I thought I had a pinched nerve, so it hurt to move my neck and part of my arm. And it was going on for a bit of time. And I, at first I thought, I remember it was the summer and I was sleeping with the AC on very high. And I thought like, oh, maybe my neck is just sore because I'm so cold at night and I'm shivering. And then a week went by and it got worse. Then another week went by and it got even worse. And um, I had actually sent a text message to my business partner, Courtney, because she had recently broken her arm. And I said, who is the doctor that you went to, the orthopedic doctor? I really think I might have a pinched nerve. I really can't move my neck at all. Had gotten worse and worse. So I went to this doctor and she said, you know, I think it's a pinched nerve, but let me send you for an MRI just to be sure. And she sent me for an MRI and they immediately saw lesions in my brain and in my cervical spine. And I, I look at that experience as I'm actually lucky that I was able to get a diagnosis so quickly because so many people go through years with trying to figure out what's going on with them and their body and not knowing what, what has happened. And I was able to get a diagnosis pretty quickly and then find you know treatment, find doctors and, and connect with the community for support and help. Yeah. And so on, on top of this, you were starting a new business. You had walked away from your corporate career, mm -hmm. which was doing what? What were you doing? I was doing sales and marketing, uh, mostly for hospitality companies. I worked for Marriott right when I graduated from school. And then I worked for Spa Finder and Jet Setter, uh, all doing sales and marketing. And uh, the way we started Socialfly, I had a bunch of friends who were starting businesses and they were reaching out to me looking for help with sales and marketing strategies. And I started telling them, you know, you have to start using social media. This is going to be the way of the future. And we're going back, you know, a decade now. And, you know, we, we were definitely one of the early pioneers of telling brands and sharing with them the importance of social and building your community on social. So I really just started everything on the side of my full-time job, helping friends and quickly realized that it was not just an after-work activity. It could be a real business. These strategies that we were putting together, they were working. So Courtney and I ended up partnering together on the side of our full-time jobs, working for about 10 months on the side until we said, okay, if this is going to be a real business, we have to go all in and do it or not do it at all. So of course, we quit our corporate jobs on the same day, May 4th of 2012, and, and really never looked back. 
Yeah. So, but it, while you're getting this all off the ground, you're also navigating these health challenges. Oh, yeah. Right. Yep. So, like, you're dealing with these massive stumbling blocks. And, like, at any time, did you go, oh my God, like, what in the heck am I doing? No, I really, I mean, I would say like the the first, you know, few days after the diagnosis, I've let myself, you know, feel sorry for myself and and be upset. And then I said, you know what? I have to take this into my own hands and figure out what's going to be the best protocol, what's going to allow me to move forward in my life. I'm not going to let this, you know, stand in my way. And I just started to figure out how to navigate everything to move forward because I realized I had a choice. I could shut down and, you know, just let this take over my life or I could figure out how to move forward and learn how to navigate having this, you know, diagnosis and also be able to start and run this business. And what helped me also is obviously, as many entrepreneurs know, running a business is a 24-7 job. It's not a, it's not a nine to five, but there is some flexibility. So I was able to go to doctor's appointments when I needed. I was able to, you know, stay home and rest and work from home when needed. And that was definitely very helpful for me. Um, being able to have my own business where when I was working in the corporate world, you know, I had to ask for permission to go to a doctor's appointment and let them know when I needed to take off. And this made it a lot easier for me to, to navigate. Well, yeah, for sure. But I, I mean, I think that there's something buried in what you just said that I think is really, really important though. I mean, I, I think it's almost like uh, second nature for you, but I mm -hmm. want to make sure that people really hear what you said, which is that you just made a choice, which is such a mindset thing. Yes. Um, I mean, because you really could have gone spiraling down and into, you know, why me? I just quit my job. This is so horrible. Now I, ha I have these health things and I'm trying to start this company. And you, you know, you really could have made a choice to go deep into victim mode. Absolutely. And you just said, no, that's not who I am. This is not how it's, this is not how this is going. Absolutely. How this is going is um, this company is going to be a success and I'm not letting this health thing slow me down. You bet. That is my mindset. And I've just learned going through life, it's really the only way to be, to be able to move forward. Of course, that doesn't mean that we can't be sad or upset and, you know, feel what we're going through. Because I can tell you through all of my health challenges, you know, I break down, I cry, I, you know, I struggle too, but I allow myself that time to do that. And then I make a plan to move forward because, you know, just staying, like you said, in victim mode doesn't help your body heal, recover, and move forward as well. Mm, so good. And then you also entered into a time of your life where you had this challenge of you wanted to get, you know, get pregnant and you wanted to have a baby, right? And yes. so this also happened after you started this new business. 
Yeah. So a few years into starting Social Fly, my husband and I decided we were ready to start a family. And I, for me, I've always wanted to be a mom. It's actually something that has just been very important to me my whole life. And something that actually I was always, you know, scared that I would have difficulties getting pregnant because it was something that was so important to me. And with my health challenges, I was just nervous that I might have some some challenges. So um, after my husband and I got married, I actually did went and had genetic testing done just to be sure there was no like initial red flags about anything. And we did find out before we even started trying that I was um, a pre-mutation carrier of something called Fragile X, which is something that's only passed down from the mom. So a lot of times when people do genetic testing, both mom and dad have to match for a specific genetic condition in order for you to like to have a chance of that being passed on to the child with this condition, it's just passed on from the mom. So we met with a reproductive endocrinologist early on. And based on the odds that we were given, we decided to still start trying on our own. And after about a year, we were not successful and went back to this reproductive endocrinologist and started down the path of looking into uh, fertility treatments. And, you know, this would could be a, a two-hour episode on our fertility journey, so I will condense it right now. But we had a very complicated time trying to get pregnant, dealing with all sorts of conditions and, you know polyps and infections. And I had to really, you know, lean on my community from sharing what I was going through specifically on Facebook and Instagram and letting people know what I was going through for a few, for a few reasons. One, I didn't want other people to, to feel alone going through this because as I was experiencing going through infertility and I was searching for other, you know, women who were going through this on, on Instagram and on Facebook, one, I realized I wasn't alone. And two, I realized there just needed to be more voices out there that were sharing their experience going through these challenges. And if I had not shared my journey on Facebook and Instagram, my infertility journey, I would not have made the connections and friendships that led to the right resources and doctors that helped me get pregnant and ultimately stay pregnant through a very complicated pregnancy. Okay, so there's like so much in there <laughs> that you just said that I want to kind of like go back into um, because there's so many steps in there. And um, because I, I just want to like um, step by step go through what um, you just talked about because I think it's really, really important. I mean, as far as like even failing forward and um, and and looking at each step and, and going, okay, what can I do? So you are in this um, journey and you're realizing um, that you're feeling alone. You're, you're not getting pregnant and you're, you're feeling, well, how are you feeling? Talk about that first. Oh my gosh. I felt extremely alone. I was very scared that I was not ultimately going to be able to start a family and have what I thought you know, our, our, our picture of our perfect life would, would be. Um, and I had not started sharing my journey yet through my community on social media. So I actually felt like paralyzed. And it wasn't until I started sharing what I was going through that it really did feel like a weight was lifted off of me and that I could be open about what I was going through. Because I've always been, you know, 
fairly open on, on social media about our business. And I had shared my MS, MS diagnosis many years before, but there was something about our fertility journey that was so paralyzing to me to be able to share. And once I finally did share, it was one of the most you know relieved feelings I, I've ever experienced. And just the support I started to receive from so many who reached out was so helpful. Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zone. Always reach out and ask for help. People are so willing to help others, but you just have to ask. There's no mind readers out there. So you have to be willing to you know, step out and ask for something because you'll never get something if you don't ask. Are you looking for a feel-good summer read? Well, I've got it for you. The New York Times bestseller, The Lost and Found Summer Bookshop is now available in paperback. Written by Susan Wiggs, the plot is that after her mother's death, Natalie Harper inherits a charming but financially strapped bookshop in San Francisco and becomes a caretaker for her ailing grandfather. She finds that books provide a welcome solace for her grief and struggle. People Magazine calls the book a feel-good family saga, a charming tale about the silver linings of unwanted detours. It's perfect for readers of Jennifer Weiner, Emily Henry, Elin Hildebrand, and more. It's a great book for book clubs. It's great for poolside, on the beach, at the lake, on vacation, whatever. The link to purchase it is in the show notes. Grab it and get carried away into your summer escape. When it comes to the safety of a child in a divorce case involving alcohol abuse, there is no compromise. Take back power, strength, and truth from the narcissist in your life with documented proof of sobriety. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking when a child's safety is at risk. Soberlink's real-time alerts make it easy to negotiate with any party. Judges can rest assured that the child is safe. Attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. Get an exclusive $50 off your device by emailing info at soberlink.com and mentioning Negotiate Your Best Life podcast. Take a listen to our archive, where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. I think it's also because they don't have true power, that they're not tapped into the authenticity of themselves, and so they have to control the situations around them. And now we return to today's show. Do you think that you felt like shame or... um... It, it wasn't shame. It was, I was very scared that we would not end up having a positive outcome. Mm. And a lot of it was because I didn't know a lot about going through infertility. It's like until you've either gone through it yourself or you know someone who's gone through it like intimately, like the ins and outs, 
the process of, you know, from picking a doctor to going through these doctor appointments to understanding all of your options and medications and what tests you need to do and treatments, it can, that experience can be over very overwhelming and paralyzing. So I had started right. to go through this and I was overwhelmed and I had to break down and figure out, okay, what what part of this is overwhelming? Is it the medications? Is it the options? Is it that I haven't talked to anyone else who is experiencing this? Because when I first started going through infertility, I only knew one immediate friend who had been through it. And she was the only person I was talking to and getting information from. Right. And and I want to just kind of analogize it because a lot of the people who are listening um, and who are my listeners are dealing with, um, you know, maybe toxic relationships or they're in a situation where they also feel alone, but for a different reason. Mm -hmm. Because they feel like, you know, maybe no one else is dealing with, um, you know, somebody who's, you know, abusive or mis mistreating them or... And they don't know anyone else, or or maybe they think maybe someone else might be, but they don't know. And they also feel paralyzed, or they mm. also feel alone, and they also are not sure what to do. Um, and so they're in a similar situation that you were in, and they're not sure exactly what steps to take. I mean, and because you were also in a situation where maybe you saw a lot of your friends starting to have babies, and everybody else is, you know, it seems like it comes so easily to yeah. them, and you know, um, and in my community, there's probably a lot of people out there who are listening right now where they feel like, oh, everybody else has, you know, um, such great relationships or great business partners, you know. I mean, I, I know for me, I had a, a business situation where I was dealing with a narcissistic business partner. And when you mention your business partner, I think, oh, I will never have a business partner again. <laughs> you know, like because of this horrible situation that I had, you know. But, um, and so I just want to kind of bring it back to them. And like, you're in this situation, you're thinking about this. And, um, you know, I just kind of want to break it down step by step um, for them because I think it's important that people like they they determine the exact stumbling blocks between where they are and where they want to be. Mm -hmm. um, and and then because I think you know you you are obviously a very quick thinker. You know, it's like all right, here's where I want. Um, there's where I want to be. Here's the gap. I want to close that gap. How can I do that? Um, and you're obviously very good at closing that gap. Um, but I want to kind of break it down for people on how they can develop that strategy by determining what those stumbling blocks are and then developing that strategy and figuring out how to get where they want to go. Um, and, and even like, you know, well, let's start with that. Let's start with that. So you're you're in your house, you're like figuring this out. And then what makes you decide, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go on social media. So I had uh, reached out to this woman, Andrea, who had posted in a Facebook group that I was in that had nothing to do with fertility. It would actually had to do with marketing and media. And she posted about an event she was doing for her company called Pregnantish, which is a, a infertility media company. 
So I saw that she posted about it and I sent her a DM on Facebook. I introduced myself and I, because I had gone to her website and I was like, Andrea, thank you for posting this. This is the website and community that I've been that I've been looking for, but I didn't know that it existed. Thank you for you know creating this community. I'm gonna start following. And she wrote back to me, you know, would love to set up a time to to connect, to get to know you, because I couldn't make the event that she had posted about. So we met up in person and we just became friends um, through our shared infertility experience and through business, of course, because I feel like everything always comes back to business somehow. Um, and she, when we had met, I shared with her, I said, you know, going through infertility to me has actually been a much, much harder for me than my, than my diagnosis of MS. It's mm. been so much harder. She said, you know what? I really think if you shared that with our community on Pregnant Dish, it would really resonate with people and you would help a lot of people. And for me, I'm just always about helping. I love helping others. I love being able to share to help others. And when she said that if I shared my story with her community, it would help others. I was like, okay, I'll do that. So that was my first inkling to start sharing. I was too scared to share before that because I told you there was just something in me. It was just paralyzing going through what I was going through. But she then gave me this platform and community of people that were going through something similar to share my experience with. So the day that she posted this um, the, this article or this story about me and my MS diagnosis, how it was harder than my infertility diagnosis, uh, it went live. And then I shared that on my Instagram. And that was the start of sharing my journey. So she, Andrea encouraged me to do it. And that's how you ended up starting to connect with other people. Yep. And um, and then tell the rest of the story because you were starting to tell me earlier before we went on the air about how that actually led to you having your baby. Yes. So I share this article that I had done on Pregnantish and you know, immediately I start getting outreach over the next few weeks from other women who were going through something similar. They were sending me DMs on Facebook and Instagram. And some of those women are actually now some of my best friends to this day. There's something about this infertility community that really that really bonds you and, and really bonded us together. But some of these women shared with me um, other doctors to go to, other tests to try based on the information that I had shared. And then as I was going through the fertility process and receiving new information and new diagnosis, people would reach out and give me more information. So ultimately, after many months, we did our uh, embryo transfer on... October 24th of 2018. And that first transfer did work. We were very fortunate after many IUIs that had failed. And I had this feeling, and this goes to always listen, always trusting yourself and your gut and your intuition, but I had this feeling that our embryo had split. And I remember I had told my husband like right after the transfer, I'm like, I just have a feeling the embryo split. He's like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I'm telling you, I just have this feeling. So four days after my transfer, I took a pregnancy test and it was positive. And I told my husband again, I'm like, I just really think the, I think the embryo split. And of course I was right. <laughs> Our embryo had split. So we were initially expecting identical twin girls, which for me, I was so excited. I obviously, I was like, you know, even though I thought that that happened, I was still in shock because I was like, oh my gosh, now we have to plan for two, but so excited. And um, 
what ended up happening was at 17 or 16 and a half weeks at our early anatomy scan, we found out that we had something that was called twin to twin transfusion, which the shortened um, term for that is TTTS. And essentially what can happen um, in about 10 to 15% of identical twin pregnancies is essentially the blood supply gets crossed and one baby is getting all of the blood and nutrients and the other baby isn't. So we then, and I was sharing all of this through social media and we get this information and I shared what was going on and I was referred to a Facebook group. And through that Facebook group, I met a few women there who were able to connect with me right away and helped me navigate the situation because I was getting information from my doctor, of course, but then I was hearing other information from other women based on their experiences and positive outcomes. And Um, we had to do emergency surgery a week after that diagnosis to try to save both of our babies. And unfortunately, one of our baby girls did not survive the surgery the next day, but Molly did survive. And two days after that surgery, I ruptured, which when you're pregnant, you when you rupture, you lose all your amniotic fluid. And many people will go into labor when that happens, but I didn't go into labor. I was told by the doctors to, I should, if I didn't go into labor, I should terminate the pregnancy because I was only 17 and a half weeks and my daughter would never survive without amniotic fluid and her lungs would never develop. But through these Facebook groups, I met other women who shared with me that similar things happened to them and the doctors told them the same thing, but their babies survived and they gave me a whole protocol to follow. And I had to essentially educate my doctor on this protocol and what to do when this happens because there's not a lot of research out there about this. So without these women that I connected with through these communities, you know, I would not have known all of this information. I could have ended up listening to the doctors who were encouraging me to to end our pregnancy. And my daughter is perfect and happy and healthy. And I stayed on bed rest for 17 weeks. We delivered her at 34 weeks and she's a little miracle baby. Oh my goodness. Wow. So, I mean, what a, a beautiful story on, you know, how you were able to educate yourself um, and seek advice through um, your social media network mm-hmm. um, and the power of social media and the power of Facebook groups and the power of, I mean, and I, you know, I have a Facebook group which um, grows very quickly every week. And, um, you know, and and this is not a commercial for my Facebook group, but it's a commercial for, you know, finding your tribe. Yes. And go ahead. There's groups out there for like every condition, anything you can think of. If you just search on Facebook and then click groups, you can find many different groups based on, you know, what you're going through. And, And in a lot of these groups too, if you want to post anonymously, you can message the admin of the group and ask them if they'll post anonymously for you. Because I know a lot of times people have a hesitation to posting on Facebook groups, especially if it's a very sensitive subject. So it's it's worth reaching out to the to the moderators of the group and and seeking advice because there is nothing like the the power of social media especially when it's when it's used for good. Yeah, and we we have that in our group, I know, and um especially because of the nature of our um 
the topic of narcissism. Uh, I know the moderators are very busy uh, approving anonymous posts every day because of that. So, I mean, I think that's really, really um, so helpful. And what a powerful story. And so, I mean, if you could give people like one really, you know, theme of your life or one powerful thing that you um, sort of live by, what, what would it, what would that be? Well, there's definitely a few things. The first is always reach out and ask for help. People are so willing to help others, but you just have to ask. There's no mind readers out there. So you have to be willing to you know, step out and ask for something because you'll never get something if you don't ask. And then the other theme that I often talk about is when you're talking to experts, it's very important to trust the experts that you're talking to, but you also always want to do your own due diligence and verify that information as well. You know, I worked with some of the top doctors in, in New York City, and just because someone has a you know MD next to their name or a top credential, it doesn't mean that they know absolutely everything. There's always new information that's coming out. You want to be sure that professionals that you're working with are always open to learning new information and aren't completely set in their ways. So definitely trust professionals that you're working with, but do verify the information and reach out to others and and ask for help. Yeah, for sure. I mean, how many times have we heard that doctors have been wrong? I mean, you know, I think a lot of times with them, it's it's a kind of educated guesses, but they're kind of guessing. I mean, there's so much that they don't really know about the human body that's still like a mystery to them. I mean, uh, unfortunately, um, they're still learning too. So um, for sure. Um, and, and I would say that about lawyers too, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's probably about anything. Um, so where can people learn more about you? Sure. So you can learn more about the Entrepreneista and the Entrepreneista League at entrepreneista.com. That's E-N-T-R-E-P-R-E-N-I-S-T-A.com. And I did want to share, we launched our membership community for entrepreneistas, business owners that are looking to grow and scale their business because you know my theme, connecting with community. And we have realized over the past year, especially how important it is for business owners to be able to connect to support each other. So our community is called the Entrepreneista League. And to join us there, it's entrepreneista.com forward slash join to get more information. And then you can follow me on Instagram at Steph Jill Carton. Also, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and reach out. I'm happy to connect. And for more information about our social media services, you can head over to socialflyny.com. All right, go follow her, check her out, go join her community if you are a uh, power woman business owner and want to be part of an incredible community. So thank you, Stephanie, for sharing all of your incredible wisdom. I'm so happy to, um, to be connected to you and in your space. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for stopping by and listening to this episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Check back next Monday for more inspirational pearls of wisdom. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd love if you would give it a five-star rating and tell me what you liked in a review on iTunes. 
Also, be sure to grab your winning negotiation cheat sheet at winmynegotiation.com. And remember, today is a perfect day to start negotiating your best life. Thank you.